What's going on, film family? Before we get started, I want to talk to you about something, and that's Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Hold on, let me explain. First, it's free. There's creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more places. And you can also make money from your podcast. I know that's the part that's the part that everyone's going to like. You can make money with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's get to the show. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a minute, but fuck it, we're back. These are the Film Bros, and I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes. And for anyone who's been wondering where the fuck we've been, life happens. But let me reintroduce my brother and good friend, Mr. JB, is back in the building. What's going on? Not much. What is going on? Yes, it's been a while, but we're dusting off, and um, we're back. We're back talking about movies, and can't wait to get into it, man. It's been a while. Yeah, it's it's been a minute. I I don't know the exact length of time that it's been. I want it because it was before I think even Infinity War came out. So it's it's been a nice chunk of change. Um, but fuck it. I mean, we're here. Why harbor on how long it's been? So for anyone who doesn't know, me and JB, we had the Fear Frequency, which was us originally talking about horror movies, which launched around this time last year. We decided to revamp it into the film frequency. Um, schedules got a little wild. B, uh, JB moved into a new house with his lovely wife, and just everything happened. We had to take a step back from the podcast, but luckily, we're fucking back, bro. And it's a great time to be back. And it's funny because one of our our collective, I don't even know if I knew you loved the show as much as I did. Breaking Bad had a movie come out. And so what better way than to jump back in it with something just fun? I'm going to get detailed into movie news and everything going forward you guys will will be bi-weekly you guys will be getting movie news and other topics as we get back but we're just jumping right back in no vaseline <laughs> how fitting is it that el camino came out this week and this happens to be the week that the film bros themselves <laughs> will be breaking back. Yeah, Vince McMahon couldn't book it. Exactly. Well, he can't book shit anyway, right? That's another story. And yeah, that's a story for another day. And just a, a warning, on this podcast, we may have a lot of wrestling references because we're both huge wrestling fans. Just bear with us. You guys will catch on eventually. But so I guess we I guess we should start with like Breaking Bad and how it ended. I personally, in my opinion, Breaking Bad is my favorite show of all time. It, it's it's high above it's pretty much that. Then Sopranos, Supernatural. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Lost. Everything but the last season of Lost. Um, that's it. I didn't prepare for this, so I'm sure I'll come up with some other ones. What about you? So um, Lost. Yeah, Lost. I enjoyed Lost the first couple seasons. That's like definitely top six for me. However, um, I always fight myself between sopranos and between breaking bad i think at the end of the day i have to go with sopranos as number one only because i'm a huge mafia fan but breaking bad i absolutely loved and holy crap the show was just an emotional roller coaster um i i started you know when the show started obviously you're kind of gravitating towards walt he's the lovable nerd and he's sick and you want to you're pulling for him but at some point and i would probably have to say it maybe beginning of season four after you know they kill Gus. Spoiler alert. After they kill Gus, I kind of started gravitating more towards Jesse and like 
kind of sympathizing and empathizing with Jesse, like, wh- like what is Walt doing to this kid, this poor kid? And at the end of the show, I was just all in on <laughs> Jesse. and like, fuck Walt. And so when you think about, when you really think about the whole, like, timeline of events, like, yeah, Jesse was already selling drugs, but he was really just trying to get by. And when you look at the whole, like, the track, he has to be one of the most tragic characters in all of, like, TV ever. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. Absolutely. But it's so, um, I'm so glad that they did this movie because, number one, it shows the depth of not only Jesse Pinkman, but the actor, Aaron Paul. He's I mean, a, a great, at least, in, in this, I have seen him in other stuff. I know he's going to be in the new season of Westworld, which I'm excited right. to see what he does. But, like, nothing in movies or anything, I, he's... This role is, like, just perfect for him. It brings out the best in him. But but go ahead. I'm sorry I cut you off there. No, 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 not at all. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm glad that they came out with it. And like you said, um, you saw you kind of seen the growth from season to season to season. We're going to get into El Camino a little bit. And I'm going to tell you the point where – there was a point where I'm like, this is not Jesse Pinkman the kid anymore. This is, like, Jesse Pinkman the man. Because there was a specific scene in this movie that I was like, yo, you know, Je- Jesse, Jesse's the shit, right? But we'll get into all that. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, he he he. There's he went through so much. He lost his girlfriend, the first one by OD. Twice. Yeah, that that Walt, and then the second one, he saw her shot in front of him. Like it's so, it yeah. He he's he's lost so much. Didn't didn't a kid die too? Like it, he's yeah. been through some shit. So um, but when they like, I remember when I first started hearing about a Breaking Bad movie being filmed. This this was like filmed in secret. So it was like, oh, there's a reported Breaking Bad movie being filmed. Nobody knew any details, nothing. This was like one of the few movies that set leaks never never came out or anything like that. And then the title was announced, El Camino. And still no details. It was like it was like three or four months before they finally confirmed it was about Jesse Pinkman. Me personally, I didn't remember that he drove. I mean, I'm not thinking about the car he drove off in at the in the finale, but he drove off in exactly. El Camino, so it makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's just and it's funny because I have I have my critiques and we'll get into what I didn't like about the movie. But with that being said, it um it really felt like you jump right back in. Some of the characters looked a lot different. And we'll talk about that too. Cause like uh Todd Skinny Pete. Yeah, oh skinny. Yeah, skinny Pete isn't too skinny anymore. But um it's 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 just I don't know. Vince what what's his what Gilliam? Yeah, I think it's if it's Gilliam, I believe Gilliam? so, yeah. He is such a great writer. And I think he really gets these characters, even Better Call Sal, like he really gets into the psyche of the characters that he writes for. And that's what makes them so lovable is that they're just not surface. Nobody on this show is really surface level. Even someone is as crazy as as Todd, like you start like even in this movie, you, you learn more about him. And it's funny how that adds to what we saw five years ago in the season finale. It was it was great writing all the way around. Wow, the show ended five years ago? Six, actually. Is, six years ago. 2013. That is some yeah. crazy shit right there. Wow. Yeah, that's that's definitely crazy. But again, I'm so glad that they, they gave it a, you know, they brought it back. And I think they were asking, I'm not sure if it was Vince Gillian or they were asking Aaron Paul, will there be a sequel to this movie? Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, like he's done, which I think is fitting. I think the way it ends, which again, we'll get into, was perfect. Yeah, yeah. And so, okay. We talked about Breaking Bad. It ranks high for us. The finale of Breaking Bad. Let's kind of start there. So the finale of Breaking Bad ends with Walt coming in, saving Jesse, so to say, getting revenge. He had that badass machine gun, which was just great. Yes. Um, what did you think about the finale of Breaking Bad? Because some people have problems with it. I personally think it was perfect. 
I I wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, the ending was done perfectly. The the, the uh, scene you're talking about where he goes to save Jesse from the Brotherhood mm. with the machine gun that was all excellent. Um, as everyone knows, he got the ricochet. He so he got the gunshot. Then at the end, you know him and Jesse square off, and he basically gives Jesse the gun. He's like, "Yo, basically finish me off. That's what I want." And Jesse for like pretty much the first time actually says like no i'm not listening to you no i'm not going to do what you tell me to do and he just puts the gun down and walks away and you know you see him driving off and that's where el camino takes off but the ending though was at least for me was something that was kind of up in the air because i saw so many videos and articles where there were like theories where is walt actually dead because I kept back. I kept back and watching it. Like back then, like you see Walt passed out, but then at the same time, you see Walt kind of move a little bit, and then that's when you see the cops move in. So did they save him? Did they revive him? Mm-hmm. So I was interested to see. And Vince Gillian at no point ever said he's dead or he's alive. He never released that until a, a, a day a or two days after ago, this yeah. came out. Right. Exactly. And even then, I still yes, he said that that Walt's actually dead. And uh, even in, in the movie, like you hear things in the background, like, like nine bodies were found and, you know, nine bodies that it was nine people, including Walt. But I still think if if they ever decide to do it, there's a way that they can act as bring a Walt. Back. Yeah, they, they can bring Walt back. I say yes, depending on how far along into, into the years they go. Because remember, at the end of the day, he also has terminal cancer. That is true. So, so depending on how far they go, then yes. I mean, like, if they really want to, when Jesse ends up to where he's ending up, he could open the door and Walt is like, hey, what's good? You want to cook? Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, Breaking Bad finale was one of the better ones, and so it's a better, it's a great jumping place to get into. Like this movie literally picks up right afterwards, and what I will say that what they did with Jesse is that it's it they did his makeup almost exactly like they did, and like it didn't look like much transition happened. And in that scene where he's going away with the car, and he stops and he pulls over, and he like. This whole first 30 minutes, you, you you get an idea that he was truly traumatized. And I love the way that they conveyed that with the film, like him him taking the shower, him cutting his hair like, oh, when he fell asleep and Skinny Pete and them came in the room and he immediately popped up and pointed the gun at them and didn't he didn't know where he was for a second. And so, again, it's Vince Gillian's great writing, but um, it just I don't know. The opening of this really put me back in that place. Like the only thing I wish it would have did was start off with the Breaking Bad theme. I don't know why. Just it, if it would have started off with that for for me, it would have been a little bit better. But other than that, it was it was a great like first 30 40 minutes just a, a wild ride. 2 hour long movie. The first 30 minutes you're just really getting the idea of of getting back into that world and I think they they get they bring you in very very well. Yeah, I think you you put it perfectly like I mean, the first 30 minutes if I had to pick two words to describe it for me was straight up the feels because it was you know, I, I was immersed in Jesse and I felt so bad from him and everything he went through. And it showed that, you know, he was traumatized from like when he's taking the shower. And even like you said, he was laying down and remember when he was in the cage, yeah. but it was actually, you know, he was actually just staring at the, the smoke alarm and then he started freaking out. So it was, the, you know, it was the beginning of the movie was done beautifully. And it's crazy. You said like, oh, the movie, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was two hour and two minutes. The, the original cut is actually three hours they did an interview with um aaron paul and the movie is actually three hours but you know almost an hour got cut you know on the uh cutting room floor 
but I'm sure at some point, I don't know when, we'll probably see some deleted scenes. But yeah, the movie was originally three hours. And actually, the first title they gave it, and I'm not really sure why, you may be able to know, but it was called Greenbrier. Not really sure where that comes from. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think that I'm trying to think of three hour cut. Like I could I can see where it easily would have went into like the whole promo scene, the original trailer with Skinny Pete talking to the cops who never got that scene in this movie. Yes. So like exactly. I, I, I imagine there's scenes there with like them leading the cops off. Maybe there was a chase there or whatever, an interrogation. There's there's a lot. This movie was really, really dense. Um, but yeah, so I agree with you there. I know you always come with the facts. What else you got? Um, so as we go down well, I don't know if you want how if you want to skip around or whatever, but there's something that I'm 99% positive you didn't know, and this has absolutely nothing to do with Breaking Bad, but it has to do not the Breaking Bad um, canon if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just gonna fast forward a second. You remember the scene with um, I forgot the name of Robert Forster's character, but the guy who makes everyone disappear, the yeah. vacuum scene. Yeah. There was an African um, American woman in there trying to buy, um, get her vacuum fixed, correct? Uh-huh. Who is that woman? I don't know. Am I supposed to know who that was? Damn, I mean, right? You're supposed to know who that is. Ooh. Florence from the Jeffersons. Was it? I got to go back and watch it. <laughs> yeah, bro. Marla Gibbs. She was the, the least person I'm paying attention to in that scene. And by the way, the, the fixer just passed away yesterday. So rest in peace to him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Recipes to him. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't think he, he passed away. I think on Friday the day was released. Was it? Oh, yeah, okay. I'm 99 percent positive. He had brain, uh, I believe he had brain cancer, which is pretty sad. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's wild. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't pay attention to that. I'm happy. Marla Gibbs. Yeah. Oh man. Um. <laughs> so when when okay, so as we get into this movie, and we get the whole flashback. Like I don't want to call it a mission, but scenario in which Todd takes Jesse out. Jesse thinks he's just going to help him move some stuff. There's a dead body. He finds the the, the cash. Like it's, we. There's always been flashbacks. Like Vince Gilligan, Gillian does not tell a linear linear story at all. We're always flashing back or flashing forward. Um, but the way that he used it to like tell the story of like why Jesse would come there and how he knows these things. It just, I don't know. Vince, Vince. I'm gonna say this again, and I'm, I'm gonna try to stop saying it. Is a great, great writer. He's just amazing. Um, what was your favorite part of like this movie overall? Like, what was the scene that you were just like, "All right, this this made the movie worth it." Um, people might disagree with me, but I have to say the scene when he goes to uh, Candy Welding, I think the place is called. That whole scene when he come when he goes to the welding place to go get back get the $1,800 from, from the two guys who uh, he split the money with. Okay. That entire scene from beginning to end, I enjoyed that scene. And also, that's the scene I was talking about earlier when I said, hey, this is the point where Jesse's like a badass. Man. It's not Jesse the kid anymore. It's like Jesse the man. And he's doing his thing without Walt. Because usually Walt was always by him and always getting him out of his messes. But this is now him getting himself out of his uh, out of that mess. And um, yeah, that was that was the point for me. What about you? What was your favorite point in the movie? I love I love that scene. That scene is the most that it reminded me of Walt. Um, because he came in prepared, he thought it through. I wouldn't say that was my favorite scene though. My favorite scene, just because of it, tells you how this kid, like Jesse, was always a kid who always had spunk. You you know he always threw in the bitch or whatever. But to right. see him broken was the scene with Todd, which he goes in the car and he finds the gun and oh, he can oh, and he could shoot Todd and get the fuck away. But just through whatever trauma he's been through, a mix of fear and whatever else, he gives Todd the gun back, and then Todd kind of embraces him and says, look at the sunset. Like, it's it's such a, it's a weird moment because this guy who's been tormenting you and is, and 
basically the reason why you're kidnapped and you're in the situation you are he does show jesse some mercy in that sense and and you get the feeling that todd likes jesse like he looks up to him and he and it's just it's just such a fucked up scene mentally when you think about it i would go as far as to say though that's probably top three in aaron paul's acting in this entire series from the breaking bad show to the movie that scene was one of his strongest scenes and me too i'm like just shoot him bro you could shoot him anytime you want obviously we know he's not going to shoot him but i'm like just shoot him and the fact that 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 todd says what kind of pizza do you want yeah. and that literally something that small just breaks him he's like pepperoni and starts crying but it was such a beautiful piece of acting though and and the funny thing is is that um aaron paul doesn't say much of anything in that scene it's all through his body language and his facial face expressions shows. and he gets so much across without that being said and again like that's one of the things like in watching if you only watch aaron paul acting in breaking bad and this film you would think that this dude has such a bright future ahead of him and the fact that he hasn't been able to really crack outside of this is just wild to me because in watching him do this he's just he's a great actor his body language the facial expressions he gets so much across and he probably only said maybe less than 10 words in that scene. Yeah, and I mean, outside of like Need for Speed, and I think there was one or two others that I can remember, that's all he's done. But I'm telling you right now, mark my words, after this movie, his agent will be getting calls. I promise you, he's going to get roles because this this job he did in this movie, again, like I said, showed his depth. It shows his range, what he's capable of. It's not just the the one-liners, yeah, bitch. No, he's way more than that. He's grown as an actor. So I think he's definitely going to be getting calls. The thing is, the, the, the sad thing is, when you do roles like this, like big roles like this, you're pigeonholed forever. Um, and it sucks because, yes, you, this is your claim to fame, but at the same time, it, it gets you in this box. But I truly believe that Aaron Paul will break out of the, break out of this kind of shell and this this – this thing of just being, you know, Jesse Pinkman. And I hope at least, you know, he, we get to see him other roles because, he, you know, he's he's definitely one for the future, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how old he is. I mean, I can't imagine he's anything more than his mid-30s. Um, but he's, he still could have a lot of acting ahead of him. So hopefully this does give it to him. And what's funny about the Jesse wow, character. Wow, bro. What? I, so I assumed, Jesus Christ, I assumed he's about 33 years old. Uh-huh. He, he's 40. Aaron Paul's 40 years old? August 27th, 1979. Oh, wow. Wow. I wouldn't have guessed that, that at Me all. Me either. Um, Me either. But Jesse was originally supposed to die in the finale of season one. Really? He was supposed to die. In the, the Vince Gillian has said it. he was supposed to die in the finale of season one. And they called an audible <laughs> about midway through the season, I believe, once they realized how good of an actor he was. There is no way in hell this show would be this successful without Aaron Paul. Oh, no. No way. No way. I, no honestly, way. if they would have got gotten rid of Aaron Paul that early on, I don't think the show would have went five seasons. Three tops. Because, yes. like, the whole... That show became about the whole dynamic between Walt and Jesse. They had their great moments together. It, it became about... I feel like the first part of that show, the series, was all about them building connection and getting on even ground. Then on the flip side of that, towards the second half of the series, it was all about how that relationship dissolved into these two men hating each other. It was just such a a great story to tell between two people who at one point genuinely cared about each other. Like the whole when when Walt let I forgot. uh, Was it Wendy? Was that her name? Who? His wife? No, Jessica Jones. Uh, the, the uh, girlfriend, Jane, that, Jane. J, okay, yeah, Jane. When he let her die, it was only because he was worried about how she was affecting 
Jesse. He actually Correct. cared. So like it, it that the whole show, and I know this isn't a breaking bad review, but I think that, that that when you look at what that show was overall about, it was about Walt breaking bad, but it was also the telling the story of how love can turn into hate very easily. So um he, yeah, and I think I think one can argue. I mean, I may be way off on this, but I think I can argue and say, season five was like I feel like season five was a little bit more of Jesse's story than even Walt. Yeah. I think you like if you look at or maybe fifty fifty, and no other season was it was it that close. I mean, it was always Walt, Walt, what Walt is going to do, Walt's family, Walt's cancer, Walt's money, you know, Walt making the mess, and Jesse as like a side character, but. Towards the last season or two, you know, it, it was more heavily Jesse, and without like that blows my mind. The fact that they were going to kill him off, it's just like um, I, I don't want to deviate too much, but just like you know, Walking in Walking Dead, Daryl is not really an original character, but it's crazy when you think about these things, and one little thing could have altered the the, the, the whole course of this movie and the success. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's it's funny how everything has to come together um to make to make the perfect show um so I, we talked about our favorite moment of the show another thing that we'd have to talk about in this is are the cameos we talked about todd we got mike at the very beginning we did get a cameo from walt which i love how they held that out and it it wasn't a scene from the original because at first i'm watching them like when did this scene happen and then i noticed that um walt is very much older than what he was in there so this this was something that they filmed for this movie what was your favorite cameo and did you did you feel like any cameos were missing. Like me personally, I would have loved to just see like Gus in the background. They did show, they did show, I forgot the, na the name of his restaurant was turned into something else. They did yes, show that. Um, I forgot what, what the name is. Yeah. Though. Yeah. But uh, I would have loved to see like just Gus walking around somewhere. Cause that was one of my favorite characters in the show. Um, but what was your favorite cameo? Yeah. Just speaking about Gus, I don't think I've ever seen a show and he hated someone more than Gus. <laughs> it was like he's like he's like the boss in a video game that you can never kill. Yeah. And then finally they got him at the end. But anyway, um, you you know you said before we're we're wrestling fans, and there's a term in wrestling that's called pop, where you just jump up out of your chair. And for me, when I saw Walt, I popped because the entire mm. movie, I'm like, where is Walt? I just want give me two minutes with Walt. Yeah. And when we saw him, it was great. The scene actually that we see with Walt and and Jesse in the diner, this is. The timeline is remember the scene in Breaking Bad where they go out into the desert and they get the RV breaks down and they're like they're stuck out there. Mm -hmm. This is like right before that happens, basically the same day. Oh, so okay. that's the yeah, that's the setting of that. But um, yeah, I'm so glad that they had Walt. If I'm gonna have, um the person that I I felt missing and I would have loved to see him was Saul. Um, I don't know how they maybe would have fit him in, but I would have loved to see him even just for a couple minutes. And I wonder, because when you think about it, yeah, Mike's on Better Call Saul, but Gus and Saul are very much a part of that show. And I wonder if that, if maybe, maybe because that show's kind of set in the past too, that maybe there's something that they're doing with them they didn't want. I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to, because Vince Gillian is so smart with the way that he writes. I would like to think that if it was an omission, it was something that it maybe because, it's, yeah, it's, it's a reason. Um, But yeah, I would have loved to see Saul is, and you, you. I think you told me you don't. You haven't really gotten into Better Call Saul, right? I've seen season one, and that's it. I need to go back and watch it. But I have a quick trivia question for you. Okay. But it's it's not it's not that hard if you think about it. There is only one character in the entire Breaking Bad canon that was in uh, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, and El Camino. Who is it? Mike. Yeah. 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 See, it wasn't that hard. Yeah, Mike. 
um, who is one of my favorite characters in, in the in the series overall, too. I, I hated how he went out, but that's a story for another day. Maybe we'll have to do a Breaking Bad recap. Maybe I know. We'll have to do. Um, but, yeah, so, okay, so we talked about our favorite cameos. Um, the the flashbacks and and so like the 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 way that time has passed like with todd with skinny pete did it at all was it kind of did it set you off a little bit i guess set off may not be the right word um to see that these people look so different than where we left them off did it affect you so i don't i don't think there's anybody in this entire movie that looks totally off like skinny pete looks like he's 90 yeah i mean in the you know in the original show he looks like a crackhead but he still looks young he still looks like a crackhead but he looks literally like he's so old like he looks like he's like a history teacher <laughs> like i mean he just looks totally different but i actually really enjoyed even though badger and um skinny pete was only in a, a small role small role i actually love their role and i think it i don't know i don't know maybe i'm looking at, maybe i looked at this movie differently than most but the, the movie gave me a lot of feels, bro. I don't know why, if because I'm a huge Breaking Bad fan, but like, I looked at it like, okay, Skinny Pete and Badger, yeah, yeah, they were they were friends with Jesse, but like, when like Skinny Pete came up with the the idea of switching cars, and he, he you know he gave him a stack of cash, and Badger gave him a stack of cash, it wasn't like, oh, this is our boy, you were giving him money. It was like the way I looked at it, it was like Jesse helped us come up and gave us something, and this is our way of returning him. And then you even saw it at the end, the last thing that Skinny Pete says when Jesse's like, "Yo, why are you doing this?" And he's like, "You know, you're," he goes, "You're kind of my hero. I think, or you're my idol, or something like that." You know, I love that whole their whole interaction and and all of that in the entire in the entire opening part of the movie. And I think that, yeah, they definitely look up to him, but you do get the sense that they just really feel sorry for him as well like and that's why i wish they would have left that scene in with skinny pete being interrogated because in that he says there's nothing i'm going to do to make you put jesse pinkman back in the cell i know what they did to him and that just that line adds so much more to how he acted and reacted when when jesse popped up badger was kind of more jovial about it not that not that he he he, he i don't think badger it hit badger as hard or maybe he was just trying to bring light to it. maybe that was his way of trying to get jesse out of it was to be more lighthearted. But with Skinny Pete, you really feel like a sense of, I wish I would have been there to help you not go through what right. you did. So because I couldn't, I'm going to do everything I can to help you now. And it just when he shows up at their door and they re- and he looks up and they realize it's him, that look on their face just says it. Like, they're, they're, again, these characters are great, man. These characters yeah. are really great. And it made me realize, like, um, how much like we cared about or we got to know all of these characters because the moment they pop back up, it's it just puts you back in that mind place of I remember I remember when Skinny Pete did this. Or I remember when Badger did this. I wish we would have been able to see uh Huel, is it the black guy, fat black bodyguard. Um I forgot who that was. Uh, you mean Saul's bodyguard? Yeah, Saul's bodyguard. The big black yeah, yeah, dude. I forgot I forgot yeah. yeah, I forgot what his name was. Huel, yeah. Um I think that was his name at least. But it's just it was it was great, man. Um, but we we were waxing poetic. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about some of the bad. I got a big big problem that I don't think you're gonna agree with. Just knowing you, maybe you do. But do you want to go first with yours? Or you want me to go first with mine? You take it away. All right. So my issue with this movie is the ending, and not necessarily from a story aspect. I get it, but this ended like a TV show, and I think that's where it's limited. It ended like like the end of a of a mid season finale, and we know we're probably never going to get these characters again. Like this is it for the Breaking Bad, well not the Breaking Bad universe, but for for uh, Jesse's story. And I just wish it would have been. 
the, the thing that would have made it better to me as a film and not just like the extension of a TV show is if we would have flash forward three years in the future and we see Jesse living in Alaska, finally with like a wife and kid or whatever, and just really happy to know he didn't go back to that life. Him driving off into the sunset and doing a flashback with Jane, it just, I don't know, it just felt like the, the like a mid-season finale, not like the definitive end that I, I wanted. So I'm going to touch on that for a second. Um, I, I was actually okay with the ending, and I think, and I could be wrong on this, I'm just guessing, but I think at the end of the day, they Vince Gillian didn't want this to be that white picket fence ending like you're saying like oh ha- happily married with kids and a dog and yada 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 this was jesse's ending at the end of the day these are jesse's a criminal hard-nosed criminal that's a murderer that cooked meth that you know he's a criminal so this is at the end of the day the life that he has to live he has to just disappear and go into hiding and it's not gonna be that fancy lifestyle because this is this is what it is so i was okay with the ending what i didn't like about this movie and i was really hoping that they wouldn't do this and i could be wrong maybe you can touch on it afterwards um if you didn't see the breaking bad show mm-hmm. i think you'd be freaking lost in this movie oh yeah personally. absolutely i don't think you could jump in this movie at at all and just and i hate that because yeah. i think they have they have the range and vince gillian is more than co- you know competent and capable of making this something where even if you didn't watch the breaking bad movie you can still just by by certain scenes and certain actions you can tell a story maybe in the first 15 minutes to get you to where this point is. They did try to tell a little bit of a story, but if you didn't see Breaking Bad, the, the show, you're lost. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's a product of initially, at least I read, I haven't like got confirmation or, or seen anything that Vince Gillian specifically said this on, but this was originally conceived from what I read as a limited miniseries that was going to come back to oh, AMC. I didn't know that. So, but in the course of that, during Breaking Bad's like, hiatus of not being after the finale it got such a huge audience on netflix like it it gained so much popularity on netflix and people catching up to it that it was then sold to netflix the idea of it being a film netflix turned into a film and that may be why both my critique and your critique may be the way it is because you got to think about it if this was going to be more of a mini series so let's say if they were going to do like four 30 minute episodes of this over the course of a month, it would kind of explain that because then it wouldn't be presented as a movie. It would be on AMC with the idea of, Hey, we're bringing breaking bag back for a mini series. So if you watch the show, then you know what's going on, but because it got turned into a movie, a lot of that aspect of it got lost. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that. And you know, it's funny you say like the success on Netflix, um, did you? I don't know when you started watching this show. I started. I forever heard about this show from all my friends, but I was like, eh, you know, how good could it possibly be? I started following this show when it was in the middle, uh, the mid, the mid season finale of the final season. Oh wow! That's, so I went back for like during that time off. Uh-huh. I went on episode one, and I was. I saw episode one like four times because I kept on being like, ah, oh, the show is like, okay, yeah, Walt is in his underwear. How good can this thing possibly be? And I saw I saw episode one maybe three or four times. And then once I got past episode one, I was hooked. And I saw it always up until at the time Netflix only had the first four seasons. And I don't even remember how I ended up. Oh, actually, the first half of season five, I actually saw that 
on Netflix Canada because at the time only Netflix Canada had the first half of season five US didn't and then I saw the first half of season five and then like I think a couple days later is when the, the second half of season five uh, came out and that's when I actually live started watching the show the last eight episodes so me it was I got into it late too because my thing was is I saw the response it was getting and I was like there's no way I'm watching the, the dad from Malcolm in the middle sell <laughs> drugs there's no way in hell I'm watching this show. Like, in my mind, just the fact that he was in the show, I'm thinking it's probably like a corny, like, cop. Like, this is me not knowing at all. I'm like, it has, it's probably like comedic or whatever. So I put it, I put it off for so long. The last, the finale of season three, I watched. Don't ask me how that's the episode that I got into or whatnot. I, it was, I think it was just randomly on TV. I had nothing to do one day and I watched the finale and I was like, that was really interesting. I had no context. And I'm like, that was really interesting. And so I caught up at that time. Like you said, it wasn't on Netflix. I caught up illegally. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then it wasn't, for, it didn't click for me until episode, <laughs> until episode three of the first season. And at that point, I was like, this is maybe the best thing I've seen ever. Um, and so it, um, at that point, I think I binged like the first season in like three or four days. And I've been a fan ever since. And yeah, it's yeah. So season three is when I went the end of season three. So basically season four is when I started watching it live and it was just amazing. Yeah, it was. And, um, you know, I'm not, I know they have better call Saul, but I'm surprised they haven't done anything else with this franchise being so popular. Mm-hmm. I mean, six years later, they came out with a movie, uh, you know, a Netflix movie, but I'm surprised they haven't done anything else outside of better call Saul, because I'm pretty sure if they did, you know, they would have they, they could have had a, a lot of success in whatever i mean look at again walking dead they've had so many variations and so many different things with that show that they've, they've been able to make money i'm surprised they never did anything with this one well i think because and hopefully they've learned a lesson for walking dead because the fatigue on that show is real it had its, the, the the lowest ratings ever on its finale and i still I watch, watch it because it I, st- I still enjoy it i still watch it. it actually it actually got way better after rick left people didn't expect that i didn't expect it. it's gotten really good again um, but I kind of like that Breaking Bad is that show that they didn't push it too long. They don't try to force it, keep coming back. Like everything, we get something in it special. I think even Better Call Saul came, started coming on two years after Breaking Bad ended. Like they didn't rush it. And Better Call Saul has been on a year break. Like we, we're not getting season five until 2020. Season four ended in 2018. So they're, 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 Vince Gillian really takes his time. And I, and I th- feel like because he's, of course, everybody has writing teams. He's not writing these solo, but because he's, it's not like he's passing off. He doesn't have different showrunners for the spinoff or whatever. I like the fact that he's taking his time. I like the fact that he's focusing. I think we're going to stay in the Breaking Bad universe forever, really, because I think after Better Call Saul goes off the air, there's other stories they can tell in this universe. They can now spin off from the end of this. Yeah, I mean, I can 100% see, well, this wouldn't really be a spinoff from this, but I can see even a show based on, like, Mike and Mike's whole storyline yeah. because he's an intriguing character. Um, even Gus, I can see something from you know Gus's um Gus's whole timeline. So yeah, I mean yeah, hopefully we we stay in this in this thing for a while. And you know you made a good point. Like some shows like just go on and on and on and on. And you know I think like a sweet spot is like. F- five to seven seasons because once you start going more than that it it starts getting stupid i mean game of thrones i I believe game of thrones was like seven seasons but one of the seasons was short as hell it was even really a a real full season so that five to seven is like a really good sweet spot um once you start going more than that it starts getting stupid in my opinion at least yeah 
Yeah, it does. It does. So, I mean, is there anything left that you want? We, I think we pretty much hit all of it. Is there anything that you feel we missed or anything? Not at all. Um, Just for those wondering, in terms of ratings, we all, like, tom- Tomato Meter is, like, literally the most harshest rating there is. And on Tomato, it's 94%. I mean, that speaks for itself. I mean, we're going to go into our ratings probably, but 94% on tomato is incredible. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Especially, like, I can understand it being lower if anybody just comes into this thinking, it's just a movie, I can watch it, and then walking away like, I didn't understand shit that was going on. <laughs> um, but, like, for people who watch Breaking Bad and come into this, I don't see how they can they can hate it. Like I said, I had my issues with it, um, I, but – Overall, I, it was it was great and it was amazing. It was a great way to end Jesse out. I'm happy for him that he got out that scene where he goes to the fix and the fix is like eighteen hundred dollars. You're short, and he, he handles I'm like, it so what the well, fuck, dude. Exactly, he handles it so well. He picks up the phone call, and as soon as Jesse starts talking, you didn't call the police because you got as much. As, I'm like, oh, the police are gonna roll up right behind you. <laughs> I said the same thing. I, said, I was watching my wife, and I'm like, I know they're gonna pull up because. It's vintage Jesse, but let me ask you this question real quick. Would you recommend this movie to someone that has not seen Breaking Bad? I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. I, I just I I mean it's still a it's a good movie, but again, because I'm so entrenched in Breaking Bad, I can't even imagine coming into this and not seeing that series. I just I just I, can't. So I agree. Yeah, yeah. That that's the unfortunate thing. Um and even if you did like they and you know maybe somebody will watch it and think it's so good, but that's the thing. I I don't think it's great as a movie. I think it's great as a movie, as a Breaking Bad movie, but not just as a movie. Um, but you got you got to watch the show. You got to watch the series, man. It's it's great. You won't be disappointed. I put so many people on Breaking Bad that have come back to me and just been like, "You you were right. This was a great show." What you need to do is you need to hit up Finn's Gilliam. Like, where those royalty checks? At? <laughs> <laughs> the referral checks. Oh man. So before we go, we do have to give our ratings and. Damn it! I don't even remember our rating system. Forgive us for this. Uh, what is it? It's I don't remember. You want to do best out of five? You want to do letters? Who cares? This it's, is a brand new. Okay, day. you're right. You're until brand we figure it out. Show. Best out, out of five. What are you giving it? I'm gonna have to give it a. This may shock you, but I'm gonna give it a four out of five. No, that doesn't shock me. That's that's fair. That's fair because we do. Ultimately, we have to try to step away and judge this as just a movie. And I guess I'll give two ratings for this. As the ending or an addition to the Breaking Bad series, it's a five. Hands oh, down, it's a five. Yeah. As just a I movie. Like a 4.999. Yeah. Just as a movie. It, no, I'd have to agree with you. It's it's about a four. I can probably go up to four and a half because it's also shot beautifully. And that's something that I want to talk about as we get into this podcast more is to talk about like how the movie actually looks and how it's shot is shot beautifully. But um, yeah, I, I, four, four is fair. I think that's fair. Yeah, and I, I know we're closing off. I just wanted to, cause you just brought it up the cinematographer real quick, because I saw an interview, I think it was on YouTube or something with, um, might've been Vince Gillian. And I didn't realize this. If you watched a lot of the angles with Aaron Paul specifically were very shot tight angles. And Vince Gillian did this on purpose because he wanted you to, like the, the viewer to get to feel like Aaron Paul is always like boxed in. He's always like constricted up against the wall. So it was done purposefully. Um, so if you go back and watch it, you you might notice that I haven't gone back and watched it since I saw that. But just thinking about it, it it's true. A lot of the the, the cinematography was done um, in a certain way, which again lends to the idea, or uh, like you said, of Gillian being so so genius. There you go, man. Vince Gillian, he's he's great. I just. Stay in TV like everybody isn't meant for movies and I don't want to try to paint him in the box, but 
I just I don't know if he at least based off this I don't know if he'd be the best writer for like to go off and start writing movies or whatever. But any TV show that he does, I'm there for. I'm yeah. there for. Um, uh, final 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 word, final thought on just this because we have we did a good job because I thought we were gonna go more into Walt because Walt is such an interesting character to talk about. Where do you rank Walt as all time great TV characters? I said Sopranos was my number one TV show. Mm-hmm. I would say Walter White is the number one character in the history of television. I I I, I mean even better than Tony Soprano. I mean just his depth and and, and forget about depth and all that. Just the transition from episode one until the very last episode of the show. Mm-hmm. We've seen so many variations of this dude, ups and downs and. So versatile and just, just a, I mean, he won Emmys and it was all rightfully so. Just a, a brilliant, talented guy. For me, number one overall ever. And me too. I think Walter Wright, and I'm going to go outside of just TV. Walter Wright is the best written character in all of cinematic history. Film, TV, anything. I don't think there's anybody who's a better written character than Walter Wright. I'd have to think about that, but even without even thinking, I would easily say top three. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you have it, man. This has been it. This is a boy. It's good being back, JB. It's good being yes, back, bro. Yes, sir. It, it is. It is. It is. I, 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 we. The crazy thing is just peeling back the curtain a little bit. We literally planned zero of this. CEO Hayes was like, "Okay, let's do El Camino." I was like, "Beautiful, we'll watch it." We got on, talked for about ten minutes, nothing to do with this, just talking about our families and what we've been up to. He hit record, and we just start talking. Literally. Yeah. That's the chemistry, bro. We got this, there you man. Go. Got it. <laughs> well, go ahead and tell them where they can follow you, man. I can be found on Twitter uh, at the P1JB. That's at T H E P one JB. Go ahead and hit me up. All right. talk movies. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's C E O H A I Z E. As we get the Twitter for the podcast together, I'll add that we need to talk about all that. I know this is kind of just done at a whim, but it's going to be great. I promise you guys. And one thing that we're going to talk about is more than just film. We'll talk about some TV. You never know what you may get. If it's recorded and and posted in video somewhere, there's a chance we may talk about. Well, Sunday nights. Uh, <laughs> but that's it. We you, you never hear CEO stuttering. <laughs> we appreciate each and every one of you guys. We're out. Peace. Peace.